This is episode 22 with Jesse Marsh. Jesse is recognized as the most successful American coach in Europe. In this episode, he shares what it takes to reach the highest levels of the game. Welcome to 8 Billion Gifts. This is your host, Sohil, a footballer, creative, and student. On this show, we talk to all kinds of people to discover their stories, their mindset, and their unique gift. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. If you're an athlete, a coach, or someone who enjoys sports, you'll get some interesting insight from this episode with Jesse Marsh. I recently got the chance to connect with him and we had a really interesting conversation about what it takes to reach the highest levels of the game. Jesse's perspective is quite unique because he's had massive success as a player and as a coach in both North America and currently in Europe. In this episode, you'll get to hear him share his answers and then I'll reflect on some of the key points. Let's get Jesse introduced and I hope you enjoy this one. Jesse Marsh is an American coach who is currently recognized as the most successful American coach in Europe. Before coaching, Jesse had a 14-year MLS career, winning three league titles, four US Open Cup titles, and capping for the US men's national team. After that, Jesse started his coaching career with the New York Red Bulls and was named the MLS Coach of the Year. He then took on the challenge in Europe to become the assistant coach of RB Leipzig, one of Germany's top clubs, and currently he's having great success being the head coach of FC Red Bull Salzburg, a team that has been at the top of Austrian football and a team that has also been making a lot of noise in the Champions League. The first question I asked Jesse was, what do you look for in a player? What traits and qualities would stand out to you? This is what he said. There's two, first of all, from two different ways I look at it. It's, you know, first from a uh, personality perspective, um, you know, we here in Salzburg and, and, and me in general, I like brave players, you know, that, that when you see them either move up a level or, or get into an uncomfortable situation that they play without fear, that they play aggressive, that they go after things. So, um, that I think is, is very, very important in football and in life. So that's, that's probably number one. And then, yeah, I mean, number two is, is, you know, probably the application of speed of play. Um, so that obviously involves some technical ability, but I think even more so in, uh, is about intelligence and seeing things quickly and playing quickly. And that can be either with the ball or without the ball. So, yeah, and, and I think the two traits kind of work together, right? I mean, you, you want to have players that want the ball. You want to have players that, that are aggressive. You want to have players that, that go after the game. Um, so that certainly fits into our style of play and, and our philosophy of what we do here at Red Bull. But I think it's important in general to have to be a, to have an, to be aggressive by nature and have that kind of personality. One thing I found really interesting about Jesse's answer is the first part of his answer had nothing to do with your playing abilities, but it had everything to do with the mental side of your game. Being brave, playing without fear, being aggressive. Those are the things that will make you stand out. And those are things that are in your control. It's a decision. You can decide to be the passive player, to go through the motions, or you can decide to be the player out there taking ownership, being brave, playing without fear, going into tackles 100%, winning those 50-50 challenges on the field. All of that is in your control and those are the things that will stand out to a coach. Jesse quickly touches on how important these things are in life as well. Waking up every single day and being brave to take on whatever challenges life throws at us. Most people dodge those challenges. And every time you dodge a challenge, you minimize your growth. You minimize your potential. 
So instead of dodging those challenges, aggressively take them on. Go after them without fear because every time you do that, you separate away from the norm. You separate away from the average people. And if you keep taking on those challenges over time, that is what will make you stand out. And the second part of his answer was having quick speed of play and being a very intelligent player. I remember playing the reserves of Borussia Dortmund in a preseason game and their speed of play and intelligence was very high. So the higher you climb the levels of football, the more important those abilities are going to be. Next up, Jesse talks about the difference in mentality between players who make it to the professional level and players who don't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the the desire to compete every day, the desire to get better, um, you know, the the desire to be in difficult situations um, and, and then to be ready to perform in those. And that that, you know, that has to do with fearless. But it, you know, I, I always used to say as a player that. I could tell a lot about a guy, a person, not a player, a person within five minutes of playing with them. I could tell if they were hiding in the game. I could tell if they wanted the ball. I can tell if, if they just thought about making complete passes or if they thought more about what they were going to try to do in a particular game to try and win. Um, you know, and so it can be, it can really, the game can be really revealing um, in terms of people's character and personality. And so I think that's important to think about when you're a teammate, when you show up to play and I don't care if it's a pickup game or you're playing with a team in a big game, like you always want to be someone who, who helps the people around you, who commits to the group concept, who shares the ball, who, who does the dirty work, these kinds of things, I think, um, are what make the best players good. And that, that, that has almost nothing to do with talent. That has more to do with desire to, to succeed. The word that stands out to me is desire. How bad do you want it? Really ask yourself, how bad do you want this goal, this dream? And what are you willing to put on the line to make it happen? If you have the desire to wake up every single day to get better, if you have the desire to compete and to take on challenges, What will happen is over time, if you follow it up with the actions that match that desire, your chances of reaching the pro level are going to be a lot greater. Next up, Jesse talks about what you should be thinking about as a player as you create your path in hopes of playing at the highest levels of football. Yeah, I mean, you know, every situation is different. So I've heard some people say, oh, you have to go to Europe. I've heard some people say, yeah, but the best development path is in the U.S., what, what I do think is important is, is you, have to find, you have to find a place where, first of all, you think you're a good fit um, based on playing style, mentality, all these kinds of things. But you, I think you have to also try to find places where people will have a vested interest in you succeeding, right? And so, um, listen, the, 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 the lines between success and failure for, for an individual and, and for a group are, are very thin. Um, but the more that I think you can surround yourself with people that, that care about helping you grow and helping you get better and, and also challenging you, then I think you, you, you're in a, you're in a place where, where you can, you know, feel safety, but also be pushed. So, you know, obviously that has to do with levels and, 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 if for players who have established them a little bit more at a youth level, then maybe they have a little bit more of an opportunity to find a situation that is more aggressive or at a, at a higher uh, potential level. But in the end, um, you know, potential only gets you so far. 
And the minute you get your foot in the door, wherever you go, it's going to be about how bad you work, how hard you work and how bad you want it. So, and it's the same for a coach, right? I mean, I've had to come over to Europe and it's not like I've been handed anything. I've had to, I've had to work for everything and every day prove myself, show that I'm capable, show that I'm willing to work harder than the other people um, that are in similar positions and then, you know, do whatever it takes to, to find ways to, to create success. So I think that's, and again, that's not so much football related as life related, no matter where you go or what you do, that's going to be a big piece of your ability of anyone's ability to find success. It's going to come down to the work you put in. And so it's important to analyze the work you're currently putting in and making sure it's quality work. Your training has to be effective. When you're out on the field, when you're in the gym, you have to be doing the drills and the exercise that get you the best possible output for the work you put in. What's your preparation like before a game? What's your recovery like? All of these things will add up over time and lead to your success. And so the work you put in needs to be high quality. And that also goes for off the field, connecting with agents, connecting with coaches, building your network that will eventually lead to bigger opportunities and can help you climb the higher levels of football. And then as Jesse said, you want to make sure the work you're putting in is being put into an environment that supports you, that values you and that wants you to succeed. My first year of playing university soccer, I remember I was a very small part of the project. Personally, I wasn't in a thriving environment, I didn't feel valued, and it showed. I had very limited progress and my confidence went down. So with the team you're currently on, make sure you feel valued and respected, and also make sure you're being pushed and challenged. If both of those boxes are being checked, then you're bound to succeed over time. Now Jesse talks about the importance of playing time and one thing that you should keep in mind regardless of the situation you're in. We have guys here with Salzburg, you know, we, uh, under our umbrella, we have a lot of players. We have players in the academy. We have players with the with leaf ring, our second team. Then we have players that are out on loan, um, you know, that, that are in the moment not going to find much playing time. And so, but they need to be in an environment where they can play and challenge themselves. And I think, you know, it is important to find playing time, especially when you're a young player, because it's, it's almost the only way to really grow into the game is you have to be on the pitch and play in meaningful games. But no matter what, if you're going to be part of something, okay, so no matter if you're on a U10 team playing in the B team, or if you're a 23-year-old playing in the first division in Europe, if you're going through tough times and, you're, and the situation's not going as well as you would have hoped, you have to every day be a fighter, right? You have to show um, your, that you're willing to, to, to do whatever it takes to, to show people around you that you can make it. Um, and I say to our team often here, no one needs players that are good when it's easy. Right. Everyone's a good coach. Everyone's a good person. Everyone's a good player. When the games are easy, when the situation's easy, it's about how good you can be when the situation's difficult and how much you can show everyone around you that that you can handle moments like that. So, yeah, that winds up being fu- a fundamental quality that I think uh, is, again, useful in life and in football is, is how good can you be when your back's against the wall? How good can you be when the situation gets difficult? How good can you be when your team is losing at halftime and they need someone to step up? Is that you? Are you the person who's stepping up? Because if you can step up and perform in difficult times, then that's going to be the separating factor. 
And the same thing applies to life. When life is easy, it's easy to be the best possible you. It's easy to be happy, to be joyful, to spread kindness. But when life is difficult, when we're going through a pandemic, when we're all faced with these challenges, it's difficult to show up. But if you can show up when times get difficult, if you can show up and say, hey, I'm not going to let these difficult times define me, I'm going to define these difficult times. I'm going to show up and I'm going to perform. I'm going to decide who I want to be. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm still going to put in the work. If I see a friend who's feeling down, I'm going to shoot them a message or I'm going to give them a phone call actually. I'm going to show them some support, cheer them up. I'm still going to show up and be my best possible version regardless of the difficult situation I'm in. If you can be that person when times get difficult, that quality will take you to the top. Next up, Jesse reflects on his playing time in the MLS. Yeah, I think my, my biggest challenge were my physical limitations. Um, and I realized that early on. You know, I, I, I knew I had some technical ability and that I was an intelligent player. Um, and, and so I knew that that was often my, my, my greatest quality. And I, I thought about how to try to maximize that part of me to benefit the team around me. And so that, along with my leadership, my, you know, and, and that took time to develop at a professional level, meant that I became valuable to the teams that I played for. So I wasn't always the guy that made all the flashy plays. I wasn't the guy who scored all the goals, but I was a very reliable player. And often when I played in the middle of the pitch, I could make players around me better because I understood my teammates. I understood the opponents. I understood, uh, again, how to handle difficult moments, and I understood how to, how to do whatever it took to be a winner. Um, and so that wound up being, uh, I, I realized that with, I had limitations and I had strengths, and I tried to figure out how to, to, to mold my game to best suit my personality to make myself the most valuable that I possibly could. Every player should have one or two qualities that they're really good at because that's what will make you unique and the best teams are always looking for unique players who will make their team unpredictable. So as a player, you should identify those qualities and then look to maximize them every single time you play. What was Jesse's biggest setback in his playing career? Let's find out. I, I was let go by the Chicago Fire in 2005, but it wanted to it wound up being the, one of the best things that happened to me because I went to Chivas in 2006 and I think I, Chivas USA and I wound up being a much bigger piece of the project there. Um, you know, I had times where I, I felt like I could have been more a part of the national team and then I wasn't. Um, I, had a, I was in the Olympic team pool in 1996 and I wound up not making it. But I used those times always as motivation. Um, you know, I've been watching The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan uh, Chicago Bulls documentary uh, very, very closely. And, and, and it's awesome to see because that was sort of when I was younger. And I'm always reminded of the, the story of Michael Jordan not making the varsity team his freshman year and how much he talks about how much that motivated him. And so it's almost, you know, sometimes people say uh, when you fail, it's an opportunity. Um, it's sometimes hard to see it that way. I see it more as when things don't go the way that you expect or that you want it, you have, you can either, you know, regret it or, or, or use it as a, a, a crutch or an excuse, or you can use it to motivate you to, to prove that person wrong. And so even now as a coach, I, I, I deal much better when people are saying, 
negative things about our team or about me than when things are going really well and people are saying a lot of positive things. I actually find it a little bit harder to manage myself and a group when people are talking too positively about us. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you you know, we say in English, a chip on our shoulder and, and, and I, I work well in that kind of mindset. So, you know, that's my, I'm from a small town. I had to work really hard to get to where I'm at. I, I, you know, I beat almost, it's almost impossible for, for my story to, to play it out this way and to the way it's worked out. And, and, but a lot of it's been about my motivation to prove people wrong. The cool thing about life is we get to decide what experiences mean to us. So keep in mind, next time you're hit with a challenge, or if you're currently going through one, you get to decide what meaning you attach to the setback you're going through. You get to decide what that event means to you. You can decide to get down on yourself and make an excuse, or you can use it as motivation and use it as an opportunity to keep moving forward. Now, I can definitely relate when you're actually going through the setback, when you're in that moment and something just hit you, it's hard to remember that you can attach a positive meaning to the situation. And so the second part of this, I asked Jesse, what tips and strategies that you can implement right away in those moments when you're going through a challenge or a difficult time? Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to be angry, right? Again, this is a, this is what whatever kind of personality trait you have, but but quickly you you have to find a way to cut through emotion and logically and rationally look at situations and then think about how to come up with solutions. It's the same again, I'll go back to me as a coach. If we lose a game, I have to quickly or if we win a game for that matter, I have to look through the results and actually see what happened and then try to think about how we can learn from situations and get better. Um, so, you know, um, when it comes to, to, to evaluating personal situations, I, obviously we're all attached with emotion and emotion can be a real driving force. It can fuel a fire, but you also have to understand how it might get in the way of, of actual, of actual clarity. So, yeah, I mean, and, and every one of us, whether we're young or old, we have to go through that process ourselves and, and think carefully about how to grow. Finally, Jesse shares with us three lessons on the key to success. I would say learning from mistakes, thriving in difficulty, and and part of thriving in difficulty is wanting it more than 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 the person you're playing against. Yeah, and then uh, the last one is is you know working as hard as you possibly can. Be the hardest worker, right? If you if you want it more and you're smarter because you learn from mistakes and you work harder than the people around you, typically you're going to find a way to succeed. So that would be it. There you have it. A lot of useful insight from Jesse Marsh on how to reach the highest levels of football and really reach the highest levels of life. A lot, if not everything he talked about today in the podcast is very applicable in every area of your life. The desire to compete, the desire to take on challenges having a good mindset around setbacks. All of these principles are key to reaching massive levels of success in all areas of your life. If you made it this far, that means you're committed to learning and upgrading yourself. So respect to you. I would love to get your feedback on this episode. Feel free to message me. I always love hearing from you. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, whatever challenge or opportunity you're going through, have a good mindset around it. Stay optimistic 
keep putting in the work and go after what makes you happy. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 8 Billion Gifts podcast. Check out the links in the description if you are looking to get connected with this week's guest. This is a great platform to expand your network, connect with people who come on, and to learn something new at the same time. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring a new story and mindset. In the meantime, keep learning, keep growing, and have an amazing day.